Hi guys, welcome to the Remembrance Retreat, uh, Artificer Unplugged. I'm your host, Will. With me, I've got Stephen, Michael, Ethan, and Alex. Today, we're going to be talking terrain. But first off, let's check in with everybody uh, and see what they're up to. Alex, last we heard, you were getting some Mechanicum ready for uh, Active Heresy. How'd that go? Yeah, uh, Active Heresy was was super fun, super crazy, little crazy maggot men running all over the place. Um, the army came out pretty well. I was, I was pleasantly surprised at how much I managed to get done. Um, all the reductor tanks got all their way through. So I'm at this slightly weird point right now where I'm not really sure what I want to do with my Mechanicum. Um, and I don't know if I need to start another army, whether it be demons or cybernetica or all kinds of things. So in to, um, to channel my, um, army desires in a productive way, I am going to be building a whole bunch of terrain. Oh, well, perfect. That is, that's perfect segue into what we're talking about. So outstanding. We will get into you, not into you, I'm sorry. We will get into that in a moment. Uh, Ethan, let's check in with you, man. Uh, what's been up? What do you, what do you got going on? Uh, it's crunch time on my end. I'm working on a lot of uh, Imperial Fists for Adepticon and also trying to pump out some uh, Titanicus stuff. Oh, right on. What kind of uh, Titanicus stuff you got going? Uh, well, I've finished um, all the smaller Titans. So I got, um, well, shoot. I have uh, my Questorus Knights finished and the Warhound, two Warhounds and a Warlord. I still have to do the um night castigators and two reavers and a warlord and the terrain actually yeah you're beating me man i've only got the uh warlord and a warhound done um and yeah i haven't even built my terrain yet but that's good to hear man yeah we'll get more into uh terrain especially at scale terrain uh michael what you got going on now I have been chugging away at my Imperial Fists, my first actual 30k army. Um, so tonight I'm doing the first coats on a Contemptor Dreadnought. Oh, very cool. Is it the uh, Legion-specific Imperial Fist one or uh, the plastic one? So my thought is to get three. Uh, two of the plastic ones and then make their arms swappable and get one of sure. the yeah. pretty resin ones and then just be able to swap weapons be between them and have like a talon leader gotcha yeah no that uh, that makes sense man i like it um i've got a plastic contemptor for my custodes but really all i'm using are the arms because i've got a uh one of the shield contemptors for the custodes and his arms are the regular power fist from the plastic one in the uh, Avenger Gatling cannon for 40k. I know you can't use them in 30k, but you can in 40k. So, but I like the uh, custode chassis. So, but yeah, yours makes a lot of sense. Having a Talon leader like that, pretty solid stuff, man. Also gives me a way to pump up a, a Cordis if I decide to run it that way. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Said I would love to get one of the sword and board ones as well, just because that seems so right for Imperial Fists. Oh, yeah, absolutely, dude. Um, they look really sweet. And if you could get like a big ass power axe of some kind for the custode dread, like you use the Imperial Fist body, but the custode dread arms and give him like a big old power fist like he was a phalanx warder back when he was alive. Yeah, that'd be pretty fucking sick. Absolutely. But, uh, Steven, what do you got going on, man? Uh, I am currently trying to find a very specific part. I'm building a Legion champion. Oh, what's making for, you do that? Uh, I, well, for the upcoming June event, uh, there's going to be some returning Knight Errant characters that uh, we kind of almost like little kind of like our now defunct heroes of d43 uh, plan <clears throat> and we, oh, we ended up yes. 
Yeah, we all kind of ended up whipping up some real cool knights errant, some of which who did not survive the battle. But I thought, you know what? Why should loyalists have cool special characters? So there's going to be three traitor characters uh, on the board, one of which is a Wordbearer's Legion champion. Why not a Wordbearer's Vigilator? Uh, there will also be a Wordbearer's Vigilator. There fucking had better be a Narek. Is it Narek? Uh, yeah, Narek's the Vigilator, but he is not, it's not going to be him specifically, but there's going to be two Wordbearers characters and one Sons of Horus character. Sweet. That's going to be fun, man. So, uh, what about the terrain? Trying to... Working any terrain then? Um, no, not particularly. Not right now, anyway. Not 30k terrain. I actually have a, a whole baggie of Battlefleet Gothic terrain that I've been kind of chipping perfect. away at this past week. Cool beans! Yeah. As far as myself, I've just been getting um, custodes ready. I primed the phase one, which is everything but the vehicles and the bikes. So that's all the infantry and all the dreadnoughts were primed today. Um, so yeah, they're all gold and ready to get some uh, paint on them. And those should be painted up real fast just because my recipe is fucking simple. That's what it's all about. Um, so yeah, as far as terrain, myself, nope, no terrain. Haven't done terrain since Istvan 5, but uh, I definitely want to talk about it. So that's what we'll be doing today. Um, so let's get into it. Uh, Alex and Michael, earlier today, you guys said that terrain is the third army on the table, which I really like that, that concept, right? Like you have two opposing armies that are well-painted, and when you have good-looking terrain on a table, that puts the game in a whole nother level of opposed to playing with... It's the difference between playing with gray unbuilt or half-built miniatures and books and magazines as terrain versus the kind of stuff that we hold at events and that are expected at events, you know? Um, so walk me through some stuff. Alex, you said you are looking to build some tables. Is that correct? Yeah, so um, I've got a sort of self-imposed um, plan for this year. Um, I'd like to have, at the end of the year, absolutely two full complete tables, one for Zone Mortalis and one for Titanicus, and hopefully, optimistically, either a Forge table or a City Fight table. Um, and both of those are starting on the on the run, one of which is primarily going to be MDF stuff for the Titanicus, um, because while I really like the GW Titanicus terrain, you need a lot and it starts to rack up especially in you know australian dollar readers um yeah but it's, one of the it's things the plastic that... tax it's not the forge world tax you guys are paying right so yeah you just select a whole a bunch of taxes money. and throw it on yeah we're just grabbing taxes and throwing them at the wall and seeing what sticks yeah you guys got rid of all your taxes in in boston ages ago and they all floated down yeah, the ocean to us to that, that was it. All that tea's down there in your bay now. Oh, man. Sorry, Australia. Bad. We didn't know the currents would carry it that far. But that's pretty good. I like it. The city fight terrain. Um, so are you going to be using Games Workshop's uh, Sector Imperialis tiles, you're thinking? Or are you thinking maybe like a fat mat with some MDF terrain for that? Or even Forge World tiles? What are you thinking? In well, I'm I'm really a fan of um, fighting over mats. I mean, the there's a few people down here that have the Forge World tiles, and they look outstanding. But they're a bit iffy to roll on and, and play on and, and store. Um, so what I'm probably thinking is is a mat from um, Table War or Deep Cut Studios, and then I'm looking at um, TT Combat because they do a lot of Titanica scale terrain. So this is where I'm going to get most of the Titanicus MDF. Um, because they, they're the company that runs, I think it's Drop Zone Commander, which is the same scale. Yep, yep. So that's that's one idea. And the other one, which, this is a long shot. I've got a whole bunch of, well, three, of the old Sigmarite Mausoleum or Garden of Maul from Fantasy slash Age of Sigma. So they're sort yeah. of graveyards and, and crypts and tombs and things. And there's a short story where, I think it's Sigismund, goes into a comet, which is probably Haley's Comet, 
and it's just a tomb to all the heroes that died during uh, the unification of Terra. So if I can do something with that, I think that would be pretty cool. And that's one of the ways that I want to start looking at. Um, I, I, I haven't yet, um, like carving foam into various different shapes, like carving into sort of a, a spiral staircase around the mountain. And then on mm-hmm. the top, you've got a, a shrine as a sort of big centerpiece for the table. Um, it's really, there's so much MBF out there, so much terrain out there that it's narrowing the focus and choosing what I want to work on is actually probably the hardest part. Yeah, because you just see something, you're like, I could do a whole theme based off of that. What book is that actually where Sigismund finds? That is Templar. Tomb? Is it really? That's yes. So so they they really fucking converted Haley's Comet to a memorial? Yep. Yeah. Oh my God, how have I not read that yet? That is so dope, dude. That is an amazing idea for a table, just in in its own right. Like, holy shit. There's a lot of cool stuff going on in the solar system, and reading about Imperial Fists is the best way to find out about it. Gotcha. Yeah, definitely. Um, that's pretty good though, Alex. I like it. Uh, you did mention like using foam to cut your own stuff, right? So that's something I have done myself. Um, I've done MDF terrain and I think for events, it's good if you're doing large scale events, right? Um, having a lot of cheap, uh, easily built, easily painted MDF terrain is great because it's a lot better than just white styrofoam, right? We all remember, what was it? 2017? That the white styrofoam uh, was it London, London GT was it? I think so. Yeah, uh, and it was just white styrofoam on the board. So obviously MDF is better than that. Um, and there are some people who make cheaper MDF, which is just basic silhouettes of this is easily recognizable as building ruins, right? And then you paint it up real quick uh, using three colors of a spray spray can, and then throw it on a table, and that's enough for a tournament. When you're when you're doing like 200 people in a tournament, you know. Uh, and then Alex, there's some companies like the one you mentioned that does the Adeptus Titanicus stuff, and their stuff is for MDF terrain. It's like very detailed. Um, what's the What's the other one here, guys, that does giveaways at uh, Nova? Um, Death Ray Design. That's it. They're another one who has really good MDF stuff, which with a lot of good details. So yeah, MDF is definitely another yeah. way to go. Death Ray Designs is, um, from from my research on the internet, it's sort of like the MDF uh, vendor for Zone Mortalis. Um, their stuff is specifically designed to fit on the Necromunda tiles, so you can throw it in there. Um, I had a look, but again, taxes, so I ended up going with the, the local distributor, but the Death Ray Design stuff just in general is very good quality. Yeah, and they make all the buildings from uh, Dawn of War, which is really cool if you're a fan of that video game. Uh, but yeah, very good, man. I like it. Um, Ethan, what about yourself? What are you doing as far as terrain? Is that ever anything that's coming to your to your mind? Do you ever plan on having your own gaming table or anything like that? Oh, absolutely. So in addition to the Titanicus terrain, or I guess rather on the subject of Titanicus terrain, um, I too have a 3D printer like Patrick. And I've found on a couple of different websites um, a couple a couple of different interesting looking buildings that look pretty uh, pretty appropriate. Um, and I was able to find an airfield that has a really cool looking control tower and some landing pads. And I think there was actually a battle report on the 30K channel that had similar style like airfield buildings. And I really want to print that, paint it up, because I think that'd look awesome. Yeah, dude. Uh, you got to send me those pictures, man. Uh, we'll put it up along with this episode because that's what I'm looking for is like, so, so my plan while we're on the subject of AT uh, is to get the Forge World tiles as they release them. I still need to get the first two that they've already released, but we, we're expected another two later. Uh, and then I'd like to get some of the new Civitas terrain um, to go along with that. I'd like to have a whole Forge World board. But then again, I also have like a 4x4 mat that is urban for that scale, and I use... Um, the company that does the drop zone commander terrain for that. Mm-hmm. And I think that stuff is really great. It's just cardboard, but it's like $25, 30 bucks uh, to get a whole table's worth of terrain, you know? 
Definitely. And it comes with the like the street tiles too. Yeah. Yeah. So I've got uh, some four by four, or I'm sorry, four by four. It's two by two um, foam tiles. And the plan is to use some wood glue, glue that down those street tiles. And then uh, from there, go ahead and probably varnish over it or something like that, seal it in some way. And uh, yeah, use that as a board. Definitely. So uh, I guess not Titanicus related, but also terrain related. I have a, a rather beat up uh, predator and a completely trashed fire raptor that I legitimately smashed on the kitchen floor. I went full Proterabo trying to put the thing together and just smashed it. And I was originally just going to throw it away. And I looked at it and all these little pieces and I'm like, I can probably put this together in two halves and like paint this up and turn it into like a crashed terrain piece. So I really feel like, you know, people think of buildings and other stuff. And of course, if you're playing 30 K, you have the destroyed vehicles that uh, litter the battlefield. If they haven't blown up, but I think just going to like a local hobby store, like if you go to like Battlegrounds, for instance, and you go through their bin, they have a, lo- a bunch of like really beat up vehicles that would probably be too much effort to try to fix them up to be actual tabletop quality. But that doesn't mean you can't turn them into terrain. Yeah, absolutely, dude. Yeah, I mean, like Nova Tables had uh, wrecked Thunderhawks. Um, People make wrecked knights all the time. One of the one of my favorite things I've ever seen was uh, Will. Remember when we went up to, I think DC maybe to play in that uh, murder game? You, me, and Matt Boise ran up there. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, one of the Tyranid Bio Titans that they were using uh, was positioned over a fully just melted and corroded uh knight it was like standing in its corpse and it was, yeah, really it was cool. using it as a as like the, the way the guy did it was pretty fucking awesome because uh he ended up using it as first stability for the tyrant yeah because those things aren't i don't i don't they are not well known for being uh easy to keep standing that's what happens when you're 50 pounds and your legs are tiny needles, I guess. But yeah, great. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, that's also uh, something you can do with bad sculpts that you get. Yes. For yeah. whatever reason. Take a blowtorch to a resin mini and, oh, I guess he, you know, had a bad run in with some phosphex. Yep, there you go. Um, I, I knew some folks once who had a plan to get a couple pieces of a recast uh, Titan and do a bit of Titan wreckage for terrain. Actually, it's funny you say that. Uh, Jared and I recently, uh, a recaster was having a sale or a going out of business sale, so we bought up a whole bunch of Titan parts. Um, yeah, there was there was a table at um, Active Heresy that had. I didn't realize it was recast at first. So there's this just shattered Warlord Titan strewn across the battlefield. Um, I'm having a minor heart attack that someone's broken the poor thing, but turns out no. Oh, it's no, just, why it, would somebody do this? It was just a really, you know, um, dodgy recast that they'd, they'd done just so they could explicitly just smash it. Um, I also know that for Lord of the Rings, um, I think in Return of the King, there's a Mormakil which has fallen over and looks all, you know, dead and. Mormakili. The way they did that was they got their original model, cast that in um, basically Play-Doh or clay, I think, and then just dropped it from three feet so it looked like it had naturally fallen over, and that's the position the body would end up in. So oh, that's, that's genius. That's fantastic. If you, you take a walker and you sort of just push it over, how would it fall? How would it look cool like that? Absolutely, man. Yeah, that's fucking smart. 
I like that a lot. So yeah, let's talk about then. Uh, actually, let's continue. Let's continue, and then we'll talk about some cool ideas we've seen in that. Michael, you do uh, terrain for the spaceship game, Battlefleet Gotham, right? Yep. The best. So recently, game. I saw um, a space station you did, which was pretty phenomenal stuff. Uh, so. Do you have any other terrain ideas then that you'll be working on this year? So I'll talk a little about the space stations first, because I think there are some folks who didn't see that project. Uh, that was a massive space station. That's supposed to be like a Port Ma equivalent. Um, and that's just one of the uh, Star Trek space station models where I rearranged some of the pieces and then uh, built some docking like arms out of sprue and added some 40k bits to make it look right um i've done smaller space stations where it's random bits of appropriate looking plastic that i that i then glue guns and antennae onto and I, then you have a nice tiny little space station the nice yeah. thing about battlefleet battlefleet gothic terrain is that a lot of the the scale is such that you can get away with being pretty simple on the overall design. Yeah, some of the stuff that leads into Steven then, right? Because Steven, I know you've done a lot of stuff with terrain as well. Um, and you just use little bits here and there and come out with yep. some really cool shit. Yeah, um, a lot of it, like, um, I have a whole asteroid space station on the note of space stations uh, that we used for... Um, one of our events, actually. And it's just built out of polystyrene that I cut. I cut out a roughly Texas-shaped slab of polystyrene. It's probably about as big as my outstretched hand. Um, and then I cut two smaller slabs and put one on top and one on bottom. So you have like a, like a polystyrene lasagna sort of thing. Um, I waited for it to dry. I carved it up and gouged out of it and melted it to give it a real textured look. And then I took a whole pot of the Astro Granite texture paint and one really, really old brush and just coated the whole thing. So by the time it was done, it was this real gritty looking, very irregular, uh, like it looks like it could have been like a chunk of a moon that the Mechanicus blew up so that they could have a space station. Right, yeah. Um, and then I just started gluing on various Battleflight Gothic bits, various Mechanicus bits. Um, I had, I don't know where it came from, but back in, back when Forge World did the Lucius pattern, Warhound, it came with a like kind of an 80s style looking cult Mechanicus skull like the big the grinning one uh with the gear on the forehead and so i just slapped that right on the front of the space station called it good painted it up and now it sits in my car because i haven't As taken it out yet does, yes yeah it's just it's, it's very sad i think that's my favorite cult mechanicus symbol i have one somewhere i love it yeah I mean, it's it's it was made out of that old old resin that starts to smell like a wet dog. That's how you know it's old. I don't yeah. I don't know what it was about Forge World's early resin, but the older it gets, the more like a wet dog it smells. Fun fact. And then, varnish, my man. No, you were all. Scent. Yeah, no kidding. I'm I'm currently stripping my 40k army, and I I bought Mr. Clean, and so they now all smell like this really nice lemon lemon smell. <laughs> Lemony mm, scent, yeah. Mm -hmm. Nice, very nice. Um, well, so as far as future ahead, plans Michael, yeah. for Battlefleet Gothic terrain, um, I'd like to do some nebulas. Uh, idea with that is to take some flying stands, uh, glue cotton balls to them and kind of tease the cotton off and then airbrush color onto them. Yes. Um, yeah, I've seen that. Well, it's pretty much the same way I do my flicker candles, which I guess is another thing of terrain, right? Uh, so I do these flicker candles and I take uh, this 20-pound bag of cotton compressed, guys. I bought it 
four or five years ago, maybe. And it's 20 pounds, but compressed cotton. Do, do you have any idea how much cotton that is? It's like a lifetime supply of cotton. Anyways, I make flicker candle uh, explosions with it. So yeah, the same way. I glue this cotton around a, a flicker candle that cost me 10 cents. Um, then I, I just hit it up with a gray and then a black. And then when I turn it on, it looks like there's a fire explosion in there, you know? Consider that stolen. Yeah, no, that's totally fine. I mean, if you want, I mean, it's genius, right? Try yeah. to, uh, like if you, you do a nebula with a sun at the center, because you can shape the, the cotton anyway. Right. Yeah, man. Another good, good way to do um to do nebulas is what Austin does, where he takes the fluff that you'd find in like a stuffed animal or a pillow or something. Yeah, that's what we're talking about, cotton. Yeah. Well, it's like a it's a little more plasticky than cotton. Okay. But go ahead. anyway, he stretches it out and then he just dunks it in water with that he's put some like regular craft paint into and he just leaves it there for a day or two and lets it die uh, and then he'll go over it again with a set with the same color spray paint to kind of solidify it and then it's just there it's a good solid nebula that just lays there and that's not a bad idea to soak it in a color yeah mm-hmm. that's that that's how he gets the inside of it to be to be colored and then the outside almost has a sort of textured look to it uh, it looks like you know like a floating cloud of dust it's pretty cool that's what I'm going to do anyway. I'm oh, stealing think, yeah. it from him. Um, so yeah, definitely some... Yeah, that's another thing, right? When it comes to terrain, it doesn't have to be elaborate. It literally can just be cotton. I mean, creating those explosions, what I do with those explosion things too, is you can make them large. You can make them small. You can put them in the game and be like, those. that counts as terrain. You can't see through it, right? Sure, you can pass through it because it's smoke, but it is going to block line of sight, you know? There's yep. definitely stuff you can do with that. Um, one what last, else you got, though? So one last thing I did for Battlefleet Gothic. Uh, actually, the uh, Fate of Konor campaign, I think it was called. Uh, yes. The last big GW 40k campaign they did. Uh, I was uh, playing Battlefleet Gothic for that. And as part of that, they would have they had this cool little website with pictures of the various planets in the system. And since Battlefleet Gothic works really well with just two-dimensional planets, every week I'd grab the highest quality picture of the planet I could, uh, size it up to the right size, print it on cardstock, and then each week we're, we were fighting over that planet. And it actually came out pretty well. You know, I mean, you wouldn't think that cardstock planets would look good, but it looked pretty decent. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, that's what you need. That's what you need, right? That's perfect. It, I mean, it's sort of speaking if of, it works, it works, you know. Yeah, speaking of cardstock, like cardstock is sort of fine. It's to me one of the things that makes whatever table is how much effort has the person put in. Same as any army. Um, we don't and we shouldn't judge armies on like, well, this army is it's not golden demon winning, therefore it's bad. But if you go to a table you go to an army and you say this person's really cared about it, put effort into it that's a really cool thing to see. And that helps with the immersion. And same with the tables, cardstock or printed or like the, the TT combat uh, drop zone commander, um, uh, cardboard buildings for Titanicus. They're never going to be as detailed or as really interesting as the sort of displays of Warhammer world. And that's fine. Um, I think I've said in a previous artifice run plug that you don't need to go all the way. Perfect is the enemy of good. Um, you can get some really good terrain without putting so much time and so much energy into that you just sort of burn out. Agreed, one hundred percent. True, yeah, absolutely. Um, in fact, I'm a big proponent of poor hammer. Uh, if you don't have nice terrain, go into your kitchen, grab boxes, cans, whatever you got, and use that. You know, just decide you know this pringles can is a smokestack cool you've now improved your game a lot yeah it'd be better if it was painted or if it was some cool little plastic tower but it's still better than not having terrain so that actually is a good segue um into 
not not so much poor hammer, but uh, uh, a resourceful hammer, we'll call it, right? Um, good, 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 good word for it. Yeah, uh, using trash, for lack of a better word, as terrain, you can easily take garbage you find. Uh, once you put it all together and paint it up, even if you're just using, you know, Walmart's paint, you know, just your art, regular art paint or whatever, you know, throw that on there, put a wash over it, dry brush it even, and holy shit, that Pringles can, you took four of those Pringle cans, you put them together, uh, and now you have, like, some little cotton coming out of the top, and holy shit, they are legit smokestacks now, right? Yep. So that's something you can totally do. Um, it doesn't, and again, just the effort, as Alex said, just the effort. That's all we care about, you know? And it really, I think, for the type of events that we want to have, we do want to see stuff painted, but really, we just want to see good-looking boards. And a, a prime example of this is if you go to Nova, one of the best-looking tables, I think, that uh, Mark has is a, like, sort of an urban-slash-mechanicum foundry sort of thing. And it's only upon closer inspection of the pieces that is, you know, used to represent uh, power pylons and that kind of stuff, you find out that they're printer cartridges from, like, HPs. Um, so, yeah, you got to be resourceful, right? And I know, Michael, Stephen, I wish Austin was here because he he really is into this whole resourcefulness um, about just oh, yeah. using, His, the, using the just the stuff that he's been making yeah. is insane. Just the the amount of of, of just stuff. That he's taken and he's painted up, put some texture around it, added maybe a bit or two. And it, if you were looking at it from across the room, you'd never know that it was just like, oh, hey, that's a Yaritos bottle. Exactly, right? Like, pretty fucking stellar stuff. Um, I mean, I've seen people use Tic Tac boxes and glue the command terminals that come in the rhinos, you know, the rhino kids tell that was, in- that was me actually. Yeah, <laughs> I did that for one of our events. Yeah. Um, but I've, I've seen it done before too. And you use those for objective markers, like in zone mortalis, those are perfect, right? Uh, just little command terminals that you have to go up and control. Um, and really that, that's what I think it's about. It's about the effort. Like it doesn't matter what it's made out of. If you're making terrain for a big event, like, uh, I did for, um, Istvan 5, right? I used foam board, I used filler and putty and spackle and molds and all kinds of stuff to create this, like, rock formation. But really, the ones that looked, I think, even better were the ones that were even more simple, which were just, like, jagged cut foam pieces that I just covered in spackle that had texture, like, texture sanded in it. I think those turned out to be some of the better pieces. Sometimes for terrain, I think, and this is, I don't know how you guys feel, but I think it's better to keep it simple sometimes. If terrain is too complex, it might take away from the armies too, right? I mean, I don't know. Is that is that just me or? Oh yeah, no, definitely. Like the the terrain, it's it's there to help improve the experience, but you don't want somebody to, who's spectating to like, come in and then fixated on yeah they're completely ignore the army because they're fixated on this one terrain piece that's like golden demon standard and it's just like a terrain marker with like a dude although to be fair i have never seen anyone put that much effort in terrain where i've been distracted from the army true which is good i think but i mean i think forge world does it best right like their big display cabinets like their terrain is really good but they're giant dioramas. The terrain feels like it's the third element in there, right? Like you're looking at it, but it's not drawing your eyes away from the battle between Ferris and Fulgrim. You know what I mean? Definitely. So the, uh, the ter- terrain is a terrain is the supporting actor in, in a drama. And if you start getting too focused, you're like, oh, hang on, there's you're not part of the main story. You're not part of the character. Um, sure. And the, the other thing with that is. In particular, with natural terrain, um, like we can machine however detailed habs and manufacturums we want, and they're going to look machined and unnatural, and that's fine. Um, 
I've seen some rock formations and trees that people have just put a little too much effort into and can start looking like uncanny valley, unnatural. Like rocks don't have, you know, perfect precision engineering and machinery. It, it looks better if you put a bit of effort into it and not too much. It's not an artwork and it looks better that way. Yeah. Maybe not on your planet. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Here in America, Alex, I'm not sure if you're aware, rocks grow in perfect symmetry. We're basically living Minecraft here in America. Okay. That's true. Yeah. Yep. Am I, am I all in all shaming? Uh, all in all shaming where the Mechanicum leveled an entire continent and made it entirely <laughs> unnatural? Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What if? What if Quit continent event, shaming me. What if you went to an event and they were like, all right, guys, this is uh, the first war of uh, Armageddon. Right, you know, right to that phase where they forgot it was Ulanor. So it's all fucking dirt flat and you have no terrain. You're like, all right, this is the game, guys. Let's go. Uh, yeah, for that, you can say 100 on theme. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. But, um, so, yeah. I see where you guys are coming from. But I don't think I agree. Um, I don't think it's possible to have terrain that looks too good. That said, I think that it's important to, when you're setting up a table, make sure that the terrain makes sense and is cohesive and telling a story. Yes. Because if absolutely. the terrain is telling a story, then your army is going to sock it into that story and become the main characters of the story. Um, yeah. Something I see a lot is people just throwing ruins down haphazardly on a battlefield, and it drives me crazy. You know, you don't have cities. Yeah, why is there a whole like building that? in the street? Buildings are not built yeah. onto the road, guys. Let's fix this. I'm the same way, Michael. 100%. It, it annoys me to no end, and maybe just because I'm a geography major and like I work with or I'm teach or I'm learning courses where I use this software to you know plan stuff like this and make maps it annoys me to no end when i see stuff like that it drives me up a wall and it's to me at least it's such an easy thing to fix is you know anytime you're out and about look around look at what spaces actually look and feel like and just try and replicate replicate that on the battlefield yeah 100 percent, man that's definitely true um and i i would completely agree with that because there have been times where before we even decide point level with my opponent, I will look at them and I'll be like, so what's the story? We know who we're playing. We know what the situation is. So, like, I want to say, Steven, the first game I had with my Black Shields against your word bearers, right? Mm -hmm. We set up the whole narrative before we even put stuff on the table. Narrative yep. was, and that's the great thing, is when you do this stuff and you, you build these narratives and make the table reflect them, they stick with you, and I, I tend to remember them a lot more. The narrative was that this was a sacrificial world where the word bearers were slaughtering the civilian populace to bring about a, or defeat a ruin storm, right? And the black children so, were coming yeah. in to uh, disrupt them. So we put down a bunch of terrain that uh, BG had, the Battlegrounds has, that it's like demon effigies and stuff like that, and symbols all carved into rocks. Digging in the bits box, Stephen. But yeah, um, so it was really fun to set that up. And, you know, we put all, we put like a pit, a, a pin of civilians, and we used, um, I can't remember what we used. I think we used some, some bolt action stuff too. Maybe bolt action, or maybe it was like hero clicks. I know BG has a bunch of hero clicks that we were using as civilians. And just like, all right, you got to rescue these guys. That was the whole mission, right? Just rescue a bunch of prisoners. And I didn't. I fucking killed everybody, including the civilians. <laughs> Flesh is weak, homie. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they had it coming. But hey, black if you, pirates were like, if you oh, get killed by black shields, you're not getting sacrificed by word bearers. Hey, you can't sacrifice someone if there's no one left to sacrifice. There you go. He's, all right, we're right. also guys being joined by Jake. So we're going to hit Jake up real quick. Jake. Thank you for joining us. Hello. Um, you are most welcome. Let's catch up. We're talking about terrain. Do you have any terrain plans for 2019? Uh, it's funny you should mention that because I am literally, as we speak, working on some custom-built uh, Adeptus Titanicus objective markers. Damn. Everybody is on AT. Well, I mean, it is the fun new toy that just came out, right? Tell us and it's also what, easy what... to make terrain for it because it's itty-bitty. 
Exactly. What do you what do you got going? How are you making them? Um, so I've got the uh the you know the classic downed warlord head objective marker that everybody's got um mounted on little bases. Um I did that for all of my little uh battlefield assets as well, like all the little uh macro cannon battery and all that little stuff. Uh, in addition to that, I've got a little, um, I'm calling it like a wrecked cogitator bank, which is basically just a little, uh, sounds uh, spacey enough. Very cyber. <laughs> um, it's just one of the little column toppers from the kill team box. So it's just kind of like a, a crumbled Ooh, yes, pillar looking yes. thing. But yeah. I mean, in the scale, it will, will work just fine. I think. Oh, you know what else in the scale? Um, you remember the uh, terrain kit that you got me from? Uh, that's the new terrain kit. You picked See. up the box at Nova. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. I know the name of the kit. I can't remember it. I have a computer in front of me, but I refuse to Google it. Um, I want to say it's Sector Imperialis, but it sounds like the older stuff. But yeah, it's the new Sector. Is it like Civitas Imperialis, sort of, something like that? But they have statues in there, which are kind of small for 40k, but for AT, they are fucking ace. And I'd always had a hunch that they would be good, and recently, during the open day, Forge World was displaying their new terrain kits, and they had those statues mixed in with those terrain kits, and I was like, mm, vindication, baby! Yes! <laughs> So, so yeah. Civitas is the name for like the Adeptus Titanicus terrain. So then let me, I'm looking gotcha. up. Uh, you know, on the subject of statues, I have an extra Mark III Marine that I have that's like kind of in like the classic, uh, the, like the larger scale with holding the sword kind of down in between them, like in front, out in front yes, of them. Yes. I have a Mark III Marine that um, I plan on using as a, like an Adeptus Titanicus terrain piece. It's holding a sword like that. Gotcha. Yeah, that's pretty cool, man. Yep, I have that's a couple of uh, I have a couple of ultramarine models that I've um, like painted up like stone, so that they'll be lining uh, like a colonnade or something. Because my AT table is generally calf themed. Yeah, that would be Fuck a great yeah. use for the old monopose marine models. Yeah. So if it's yeah, huh? So if it's cal themed, are you going to have wrecked ships? Well, that's I mean, I've I'm still in the process better, of right? kind of figuring out what Ithraca, like the Ithraca shipyards, look like. Um, on one hand, like it's an imperial industrial zone, so it should be real gross and polluted and you know gritty. But on the other hand, Kalth is a jewel of the 500 worlds and the ultramarines don't exactly let things run to ruin so kind of figuring out the mix um between like industrial stuff and i guess um civilian hab uh, but there will be there will be some wrecked ship bits there's a trying to find some old epic stuff that i can mess up and just kind of have laying around oh no yeah, i absolutely. just dropped the last copy of um, that bit Shit. No, <laughs> it's gone forever. It is. It, it is. And this is Especially when you color. have uh, uncolored plastic colored carpets like mine. Yes. It is. This is, it's like. Look, quick tip. You ever do that? Take a flashlight, put the flashlight parallel. The bit will cast a shadow. Just in case y'all didn't know that. That's how. The problem with that is my room has so many dust bunnies in it. God damn it, Jake. <laughs> fix yourself. <laughs> Where did it? Oh, I see it. I see it. I found it. I feel that. Um, so I, I know this has been a little bit of a scatter episode where we're just talking about things that come to us, but uh, terrain is, is fucking amazing, guys, right? Like, for lack of a better word, you can do so much with it. It's a huge bag. To get into it, we would have to, like, set aside, like, to get into details about it. Um, so I just kind of wanted to talk to you guys about what you have planned. Uh, so now I want to kind of get into a couple topics that I have seen. And we've already kind of discussed, but we'll we'll discuss more in depth right here. Um, and that is using old models for terrain. I think this is one of the coolest things. And what's sparking this in me right now is recently I saw a picture um, from one of the black books that was a Sikoran 
that was shot with a melto. Now, this thing was photoshopped, but I got to thinking, how could you do that in real life, right? Like, initially, if you got a cast of a Sycorin, um, you'd probably want to recast it, right? Uh, and then probably take a heat gun to it, I imagine, to make it look like it was a melta shot. Press down on it, I guess, once you fully assembled it. But there's other things that I have done, personally, Um to, to do this sort of recasting your own stuff for terrain. One of my favorite examples is I've taken resin marines, green stuff, uh, and then, um, well, shit, I guess if I was going to talk about this, I should have remembered the name. <laughs> should have remembered um, how you did it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it is called... Happens um, to the best of us. It's called, what is it? It's um, Insta-Mold? Insta-Mold, that's it. So it's like this clear mold stuff, I guess, for lack of a better term. You boil it in water, and it turns to like a gel. When you remove it, you can put it over something. It'll fill into the cracks and everything like that. When it cools, it's a mold. So what you can do is, I've, what I've done is I've taken like piles of green stuff, right? Put little bricks and rocks into the green stuff. Put a dead marine on there. Pose him. You don't have to glue him or anything because he's just posed there. Um, then use this insta mold, and then after that, you can take you know just regular putty or, or any sort of cast agent that you want, and you can create duplicates like this. Create dead marines on the battlefield, right? But the same thing applies to vehicles. So think about that, guys. If you have a tank that, or Ethan, a storm eagle that has shit the bed, um, <laughs> consider. <laughs> Or a fire raptor. Or fire raptor, whichever <laughs> one. Shit the bed. Uh, consider taking it, creating some cast out of it so you can duplicate it in more ways. And what's got me on this also is uh, Nova. They do it. They have contemptors, rhinos, piles of dead dudes, and all that stuff is class cast with plaster. Um, and that's another thing, right? If you're going to do terrain, plaster is a great tool. Definitely get to know plaster. Plaster. And molds, I feel like. That's a that's a big one to take away from me. You've got to learn to use plaster and make molds. There's some dope And for reference, here. we are not talking about black mold. Do not get intimately acquainted with black mold. We require edits. Um, Sorry, guys, we could fix have, it in post. You have crossed the good Christian line. I know. We're supposed to be a Christian cast. I'm sorry, guys. Don't don't swear. Um, I'm so fucking sorry. God damn it. Yeah, I know. Um, so yeah, plaster. Let's go over. Let's wrap this up. We got we got a couple minutes left. Let's wrap up what we're taking away from this. It doesn't matter. First off, all right, back up, back up. Alex, Michael, what was your point? You guys had a point? Treat terrain as the third army. Or there you go. Perfect. Alternately, as the story that your armies are telling. Yes. So, the army fights on the table. The table is the third player, or third army. Um, and it should tell a story. Also, simplicity is sometimes better. It does... Steven, can you um, stop with the bits for a minute? <laughs> Thanks, Steven. I keep, I keep, I keep mixing up the, the tone of, hey, your mic is turned off, or hey, your mic is turned on. There you go. Um, simplicity is sometimes better. Um, the other point, you can use junk to create terrain with. Paint it up, put a little bit of theme into it. It's all about the effort. If you want to put in no effort, except you still want to have terrain, that's fine. You can put Pringles cans on the table and say that's terrain. If it gets the job done for the game you're playing. But understand that just a little bit more effort of painting that Pringles can to be a metal silo or putting smoke at the top to make it a, a smokestack is just a little bit more effort and it gives it that much more flair. Um, in smaller scale stuff, it's probably easier to do terrain because you can kind of, you know, you don't need exact detail. It's not 28 millimeter. People aren't going to see it. You can kind of skimp on some of the details as long as the main idea is there, right? We play this game from three feet away, so yeah. Um, 
to go along with the effort part, if you buy terrain that's MDF, that's perfectly fine. If you buy plastic terrain, that's perfectly fine. It's all about the effort you put into it. How much effort have you put into building it? If it's MDF terrain, did you base it? Did you put it on a base? Did you give it paint? That kind of stuff, right? That's, that's what we we're talking about, effort. Good terrain comes from good effort, just like good armies come from good effort. Um, anybody else have any anything else to add? Keep it I simple. Do. Army's the third player. Nope, that that's not correct. Army's the third player. <laughs> Terrain is doing. the third <laughs> army. There you go. Oh. Thank you. However, the table is the third player. <laughs> however, speak speaking of third armies, if you have a second army that is Imperial Guard, Cults and Militia, anything in that vein, and you haven't fought in a supply depot where they're storing tanks, aircraft, that sort of thing, you're missing out. Because that's some great, hopefully well-painted terrain that you can just put out and that you already own. Yeah, exactly. I mean, in Zone Mortalis, we have flight bays and we put flyers in there that people already own and paint flyers and bam, all of a sudden they're terrain. You know what I mean? As somebody who... As somebody who owns 13 Lehman Russes now and several Super Heavies, I really want to play on a, tur on a table that's just nothing but, like, a tank yard now. <laughs> I've played some great Kill Team games where they're sneaking through, you know, the tank parking lot. <laughs> As they say in the homeland, don't talk about it, be about it. We had an event last weekend for Zone Mortalis, and it was set on a, um, a ship. And one of the tables was an embarkation deck, which had five or six fire raptors, storm raptor thingies. Um, and that's amazing to play on with your little guys scurrying around these giant gunships. So just anything you have is scattered. Everything is scattered terrain if you believe in yourself. Yes. That's what we need. That's what a storm bird, but just a really expensive piece of terrain. <laughs> That's that's what we need on a shirt. Everything is scattered terrain if you believe in yourself. Yep. Yes. That's perfect, dude. All right. I think on that note, we're going to we're going to call it. Well, thanks guys for joining us. Uh we appreciate it as always. Uh catch us out at Remembrancer's Retreat colon Artificer Unplugged Forums on Facebook. So you don't have to go to another site. It's already on Facebook. Just go there, join the group, talk to us. We want to hear from you. We want to know what's up. We want your contribution in the group. We welcome artificers of all type, uh, painters, builders, thinkers, doers, all of it. If you enjoy the hobby in some way, we want to hear about it. And with that, we will see you next time. Bye.